Hey everybody, welcome to JPD Weekly. Hope you're doing well today. So New Age theology is a bad habit of borrowing from science, especially quantum physics. And this is something that I wanted to talk to you about. And they do this to push uh, their own beliefs. I, I remember I was at a conference, I was speaking at a conference, and this woman came in, um, and I, I, I didn't see her at first, but people kept coming up to my table and, and saying, hey, there's uh, somebody doing some kind of healing thing. Have you seen that? And, and this was a Christian con conference, you, you know. Um, and I said, no, why? What, what, what is she saying? She's, and they're like, well, she's, she's, you know, it's great. She's praying to God and asking for healing in Jesus' name and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's nice, you know. But <laughs> what I found out later is she was actually calling it quantum healing and unfortunately, it, it was a total new age thing. I don't even think this woman really realized that. Um, so when, when I was asking people more about it, she left before I had a chance to really talk to her or anything. But um, when I was asking people about it, like, what, what was she saying? What kinds of things was she doing? And it, it was, it was a, a lot of phrases like, you know, releasing energy and um, healing electrons. And it, it was all this quantum physics talk. And, you know, to me, that was really interesting because, you know, I have, I have a background in research in quantum physics. I've, I've written several books on the, on the topic. And uh, I feel like I understand it pretty well, at least the, the, you know, the bigger concepts. I, I don't really, <laughs> I couldn't do the math for you, but, uh, you know, understanding the concepts behind uh, what the math shows and what the experiments show, um, I, I feel like I understand that pretty well. And there was a lot of things that this woman was saying in Jesus' name that just are not scientific. Like, they're not, that's not how particles work. That's not how electrons work. Uh, you know, electrons don't need healing. You know, an electron is just an electron. Uh, if there's something wrong with it, or if there's something different with it, then it's not an electron anymore. It's a different particle. Uh, like if it if it loses energy, or if if somehow it gains energy or mass or something, then it's a totally different particle, and it's not an electron anymore. Um, so the the issue was this: from what I was able to kind of gather and piece together, uh, this woman was into some new age practices, but did not know that they were new age. She thought this was totally Christian. And um, there were people at the conference, most people at the conference that, that talked to her and had her pray over them. They thought that this was a Christian thing. Uh, and so, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't until later that I figured out, you know, exactly what was going on. Um, so, uh, the people who had this woman pray over, her, I, I tried to, you know, lovingly and respectfully, but explain that, it, look, this is not a Christian thing. This is absolutely new age. But I was surprised that, uh, something like that happened at a Christian conference and pretty much everybody at first thought that it was a totally good Christian thing because she was using the name of Jesus. And so what happens is, New Age borrows from uh, the the this from science, especially quantum physics, uh, for a lot of their phrases because it ma it makes it sound more real. It makes it sound more uh, mystical, but also rooted in some kind of you know deep scientific reality that uh, only only the intellectual elite can understand, and and, and so it it kind of 
using these phrases kind of tricks people from both sides like that. And we see that a lot in the church. Um, I talked a lot about this on my uh, show that I used to host called Into the Multiverse. At some point I might pick up that show again, but people have been asking about it, but uh, I, I've just been focused on other things. But I talked about it quite a bit there too, that true quantum physics is weird for sure. It's definitely weird, but it's not mystical. It's not, it's, all it is, is it operates under laws of nature that we don't yet fully understand. They are still laws of nature. They still exist. Um, you know, it's, it's no more mystical than gravity is. Uh, gravity used to be seen as a really mystical thing, but not anymore because we understand it better. So that's all it is. Uh, but it's not this crazy realm where just no rules apply and anything can happen. Like, that's not what it is. But New Age wants you to think that's what it is uh, because then they can get you to believe their belief system and uh, convince you to incorporate it into your own, into Christianity. And anytime we do that, anytime we incorporate some of this stuff into Christianity, we're actually taking away from Jesus. Uh, because instead of, let's say, healing in Jesus' name, uh, instead of that, even though this, this woman was using the name of Jesus, people were more focused on the quantum elements, on the electrons and on the energy flow and, and all that. That's really where the focus was. It was on the quantum physics stuff. Because if you're truly healing in Jesus' name, you, you don't even need to say stuff like that. Like, it, if, if God prompts you through the Holy Spirit to heal somebody and he's going to heal that person through you, you don't need to say anything except the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name be healed. That, that's about all you have to say. You don't have to know anything about, you know, the quantum realm or how the particles are uh, interacting with each other or, you know, that all of that is New Age nonsense. You know, certainly when the apostles were healing people, they didn't say anything like that. They didn't know about the quantum world. They didn't need to know. Um, so it puts the focus on the, the, the weird stuff, you know, on the weird, interesting, intriguing stuff, and it takes focus off Jesus. And nobody's going to really be healed that way. That, and that's part of the problem uh, that I wanted to deal with. So a lot of this stuff has crept into the church, and quantum physics has been used as a vehicle uh, to get this into people's heads. Because part of it, too, is it does play on pride. When somebody, um, there there is an... Um, What's the word? There's a temptation. There's uh, it, it, Learning things about quantum physics absolutely can tempt your pride because the temptation is to start thinking you know better than other people, you know more than other people, and to get prideful and to start getting puffed up. And I have seen that happen to a lot of people uh, that try to teach, you know, that, that, who Christians especially, that, that try to get into the quantum physics stuff and they, they're going to write books and they're going to teach on it and uh, but their pride gets the better of them, and they don't last long because of it, because people can't stand that prideful stuff. Uh, they don't last long because of it, and they fade away into obscurity. I, I'm not going to name names, but I could name several names that you guys know about right now that you've probably heard, but you don't really see around anymore. <laughs> you know, that, that used to kind of be a big deal, talking about, you know, Christianity and quantum physics and the Bible, and uh, but you don't see them anymore. And, and why is that? It's because they, pride is a big one, 
just nobody can really work with a prideful person. Uh, that's a big one. But also with some people, the temptation is to put more focus on the quantum physics stuff rather than Jesus who created the uh, quantum world. Um, and God, God's not going to share his glory with another, even his own creation. He's not going to do that. So I believe that God cleans house and he gets, he gets people out of the way when they um, start getting like that. Um, now, one great example of somebody who did talk about quantum physics, and as far as I know, never let pride get the better of him, uh, Chuck Missler. Now, he's, he, he, I, I never met him personally, but um, everything that I've seen from him, read from him, um, I, I, I don't sense any kind of pride in, in his, you know, like, like the bad kind of pride in, in his work. He was, he was focused on Jesus, and he would talk about quantum physics stuff a lot, but that was never really the focus. It was more like, look at how awesome God is. Um, so, you know, I, I try to, I try to kind of follow in that same path, but I'm, I'm telling you, when you get into that stuff, there is a temptation to let pride get the better of you. There's a temptation to start to think that, you know, now because you get quantum physics, you know, you're up here and everybody else is down here and it's evil and it's wrong when really that should be flipped. I want to be down here and lift everybody way up here. I want, I want to serve all of you the, to the best of my ability. I'm not in this for you to serve me. So um, I think that when a, a, a teacher has that kind of attitude, uh, I, I just think that God can use that person more because it's about glorifying God. Uh, you know, love God, love your brother. Um, and we're supposed to serve each other. So, uh, so that happens. So this is how new age can use quantum physics as a vehicle into Christianity to dismantle Christianity. That's why you see a lot of these people who get into it and they get into the wrong areas for the wrong reasons. They fall away fast and then their audience is gone. Um, so, you, you know, the, the dark forces behind the new age mo movement know this, they know that this can be used as a dismantling tool for something like the church. And it's one of many tools, uh, that they have. Um, so that happens quite a bit, which is, which is why I wanted to, uh, talk to you about that today. Uh, it, it's also why I never made the quantum physics stuff my sole primary focus. Uh, for those of you who, who follow me, you know, I talk about a lot of different things. Um, I like quantum physics and I'm going to, I'm going to keep talking about it and, you know, I'll probably still write some books and stuff. Um, actually, uh, in, in my new book, The Lost Prophecies of Qumran, that should be out a little later this year, I have a part in there talking about how time in heaven might, might operate differently than time on earth, or it might operate the same, and how you could actually have both scenarios playing out uh, in, in the same instance. So uh, there, there's always elements of it that come out, but I, I never made it my primary focus, uh, because I think that you know a, a good teacher will be able to teach on a lot of different things, and it, it doesn't have to be one specific thing. Now, at the same time, there are teachers that should just stick with the one thing that God gave them. Like, um, for example, William Lane Craig. I, he's he's in a great he, he's a, he's great on like the the resurrection stuff uh, evidence uh, his debates that he does. He's great on um, substitutionary atonement, like all, all that kind of stuff. He's really really good on, but. Interpreting the Book of Genesis, not so much, you know, uh, because you can you can when when you listen to him talk about that kind of stuff, he he's more into the evolution stuff, and you know it, it doesn't mean that he's not a Christian. I mean, I I just I disagree with the evolution stuff, but there are Christians that believe in that, but you you don't really get it from the text. Uh, you get that from possibly science, but it's it's more of a a reinterpretation of science. 
And actually, that has to do with New Age and occultism as well, as we're going to see a little bit later. Helena Blavatsky used some of her teachings to actually to use evolution to actually push some of her teachings. And we're, we're going to talk about that uh, a little later, because in a couple, of, a couple of videos back, we talked about the connection between Helena Blavatsky and the modern New Age movement. So in this video, I want to talk about uh, quantum physics and the New Age movement and how that's being utilized today. Now, as I said before, New Age theology has this really nasty habit of borrowing from science, especially quantum physics, to push its beliefs. And this, of course, is done without using the scientific method. So New Age teachers take the observable, um, they take the observable science and they put their they put their own spin on it, similar to how they do with other religions. Or even worse, they label something as observable science, even though it's rejected by the majority or entirety of the scientific community. We even see that in occultism. Uh, and as I said, we're going we're, we're gonna to look at that a little bit uh, later with um, evolution, Blavatsky, and Isis Unveiled. But the issue is, instead of admitting that the interpretations are subjective opinions and that there are other ways to look at the data, many New Age teachers and followers say that their beliefs are proven by the scientific observation itself. Now, when I did my show um, Into the Multiverse, uh, I, I, I did everything I could to make sure I did not make that same mistake. You know, there are several things because there's a lot that's unknown to us about quantum physics. There are different interpretations you can gather from the same scientific data. You know, what does it mean? Um, so, double slit experiment. You, you know, the, the, the array of particles is a little different if, it, if it's observed or if it's not. What does that mean? New Agers will tell you it's because you're your own god and you control reality. Uh, a more scientific-minded person would say, well, when you add a detector, you're adding a big clump of particles, and those particles are going to interact with the other particles and make them behave differently. Even a person, uh, you know, you, you being in the room and observing it, um, is going to have some kind of effect. So somebody like Sean Carroll would say something like that. Uh, now, we're definitely not our own gods, but uh, it, it, us observing something, it could have an effect just that in itself, and then that, it could be because of particle interaction, which then we understand what that is, or it could be something else that we don't understand. But that doesn't mean that New Age should just get to swoop in and say, well, we know what it is. And, and you see you see, even some Christians do that, and that's why those Christians don't really last long in the public eye. I, I've noticed that anyway. Um, usually when they get into those weird areas and they start interpreting it for themselves and then trying to slap the name of Jesus on it, on their own little pet theory, um, I, I don't think God likes that. Uh, I, I think God wants us to be really careful with his name. Um, if we're going to say something is of Jesus, then we need to be really careful about that. So that that's why I uh, try to say, look, there's there's other ways to look at this, and we some things we just don't know. We know that God created it. Um, God's also not the author of confusion, so I don't believe that it's uh, that it's lawless. You know, I don't believe that the quantum realm is just absolutely lawless. I believe that there are laws of nature and stuff in there that God put into place, and there there is an order to it. We just don't understand that order yet. Um, so. But New Age will put their own interpretation on it and then incorporate that into their belief system. So, for example, they'll say that the strange relationship between human consciousness and quantum mechanics, uh, like we talked about the observer thing, uh, that... That, that, that both arise, both of those arise out of a field of universal consciousness. 
So this implies uh, nothing even close. You know, th this is why it's so important to understand the difference between observation and interpretation. So because quantum physics is strange and difficult to understand, New Age teachers have used it to promote their, belie their beliefs for quite some time. It's difficult to disprove something based on a science that is not well understood in today's culture. So most people don't know much about quantum physics, which makes it really easy for New Age teachers to take advantage of people. Uh, and unfortunately, some Christians try to do that too. The, the good thing is God does tend to clean house when it comes to that. So usually the, the, the Christian so-called teachers that do that, they don't tend to hang around too long. Um, but New Agers do this, and they do hang around forever because New Age is not the church. <laughs> you know? so, uh, so for example, consider these claims made, by, uh, made on a popular quantum healing website. Uh, th this, is, this is a direct quote from a really popular quantum healing website. Quote, what has been proven but not understood by physics or modern medicine is that we do have a communication with the quantum field, which was proven to exist back in the 1960s. This field has been mentioned for thousands of years. The Chinese call it chi. The Indians called it piranha. Christians call it the Holy Spirit. Oh, it's so blasphemous. Uh, it is a field of infinite energy and infinite knowledge. Carl Jung described the field as the collective unconscious. If a physician can access this field and or teach his patients to influence this field for health and healing, it would be quantum healing, end quote. So that's what, that's what quantum healing teaches. So if you, if, if you are a Christian and you're into this quantum healing stuff, get out of it. Okay, it's not real. It's not of God. Everything stated in that passage is false. It has not been proven that we have a communication with the quantum field. In fact, there is no the quantum field. There are many quantum fields, you know, in the plural. There, there's not just one. Um, also, we, we do not communicate with them. We, we interact some with some of them, you know, one, one could say that. But more precisely, quantum field theory states that on a subatomic level, our bodies are comprised of these quantum fields. So there, it's not like there's the fields and then there's you. Like there's you because there are fields and you, you're kind of, um, you're, 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 okay, it, it really gets down into the particles. A particle, a particle isn't, isn't, actually like a little piece of matter, not, not in the way that we would think of it. A particle is really a, a fluctuation or like a ripple in a quantum field. Um, you know, think, think, about, um, think about a swimming pool. You throw a rock in there, that ripple, we, we would call that a, a particle, you know. So we are made of particles. So we, at least our physical bodies, this says nothing about the solar spirit. This is merely just physical material. Uh, our physical bodies are made of fluctuations in quantum fields. Now, it's interesting and exciting for sure, but it's not as esoteric, it's not as mysterious, and it's definitely not as spiritual as that quote from uh, that website uh, that we just, that we, we just quoted uh, would have us believe. It, it, it has literally no supernatural implication. Like, this is strict materialist science. There, there's nothing spiritual about it. Also, no quantum field is full of infinite anything because infinity within the parameters of physical existence is impossible, and quantum fields make up physical existence. Uh, so, so you can't have 
infinite anything in quantum fields. Mathematician uh, Carl Gauss said about infinity, quote, I protest against the use of infinite magnitude, which is never permissible in mathematics, end quote. So the, the potential infinite is used in mathematics for the purpose of calculation, but an actual infinite like an amount of time or, or size of objects, it, it's known to be mathematically impossible, and it's, it's even a philosophical absurdity. Now, some of you might be thinking, yeah, but what about God? Yeah, sure, God is infinite, but we're not talking about uh, spiritual, we're not talking about God, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the confines of physical reality. Um, in, in physical reality, infinity is absolutely, absolutely impossible. I mean, it, it's, it's absurd. Uh, so, you can't have infinite anything in quantum fields. Quantum fields are not spiritual things. Now, finally, since we're made of quantum fields, quantum fields cannot be used to heal ourselves. You know, if you have the flu, the quantum fields that make up that flu virus are the same ones that make up your body as well. There's not like a flu quantum field. You know, there's like, there's the electromagnetic field that produces photons, you know, but, but, everything in existence are made of these the same particles. So the flu virus is made of the same, on a quantum level, the flu virus is made of the same stuff your body is. So you can't use a quantum field to heal yourself of the flu. So it's made up of the same exact particles that your body is made of. It would be like adding ketchup to more ketchup in the hope of producing mustard. It's just not going to work. But sadly, it's a perfect example of how New Age teachers use quantum physics to take advantage of people's ignorance. And I don't use that word insultingly. Ignorance just means without knowledge. It doesn't mean stupid or anything. It just means you don't know. You know, I, I don't know much about, oh, I don't know, uh, roofing. Uh, you know, I, I don't know much about uh, fixing a car. You know, I'm, I'm ignorant of those things. It doesn't mean I'm stupid. I just, those are areas that I don't, that I don't know. Uh, so it's the same thing here. There's just a lot of people that their area of interest and their area of, 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 of knowledge isn't new or isn't quantum physics. You know, they, they focus their time on other areas that are uh, more fruitful to them. So if one is not intimately familiar with qu quantum physics, that excerpt above would probably sound correct. I mean, they're making bold claims. And usually when people make bold claims, we tend to believe them because we think, you know, well, they're not going to, if that's such obviously a lie, they're not going to just say that. But but they do. The language sounds scientific. It makes confident claims, and it even seems to tie religion and science together in order to heal people. What could be wrong with that, right? Well, it's wrong because it's a lie. These are completely unfounded and untested claims. They're rejected by the scientific community. Uh, the science is incorrect. Um, there is no medical data showing the results of clinical trials to prove any of this stuff works. Uh, we can't run any of it through the scientific method. What we have here is a spiritual belief based on a, uh, a twisting and, and, and lying about scientific facts. It's not medicine, it's not science, and it's not factual. But unfortunately, the world is full of New Age teachers pushing that kind of stuff on the, on the unsuspecting public. Possibly one of the best uh, modern examples of the misguided merging of quantum physics and new age teachings comes from the documentary film what the bleep do we know i don't even like calling that a documentary because it doesn't document anything truthful or helpful this was released in 2004 so it's a it's it's a bit older at this point but it still it still is influential in the new age world and has even influenced some quantum physics specialists 
there, there are quantum physics scientists that are heavily into New Age, and you can see it in their interpretations of their own science. You can see it when they, how they explain what a specific uh, experiment means. You see that kind of stuff uh, quite a bit, unfortunately. But whenever you listen to a scientist, listen to how they interpret the data. Like, what, what do they think it means? What does it mean to humanity? You, you know, um, so we look at a particle and it does something different. What, what, is, what does that mean? If they start talking that, like, it proves that we actually have an effect on this reality and we create reality around us, that, that's new age nonsense. It doesn't prove that. It, it doesn't really, you, you can't say any interpretation is proven because we still don't know why that happens, but it, it, it's not because we're our own, our own gods. If that, if that was the case, nobody would ever get hit by cars. Like if, if, if we really create the reality around us that we want or, or that we desire or that we, it, nobody would get hit by cars. Nobody would, would be thrown into poverty. It, you know, everybody would get away with any crime they wanted. It, nobody would get hurt. No, nobody would get murdered. Right. If you're creating your own reality, reality, who creates that? Who creates that for themselves? No, nobody wants that. Um, so that that's important to keep in mind. Now, now this documentary, this so-called documentary, what the bleep do we know? I, I don't recommend it. It's 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 awful. But the plot of the movie follows a fictional story of a photographer who experiences certain obstacles in her life, causing her to consider the possibility that individual and group consciousness can influence the physical world. So her experiences are used in the film to present the idea that quantum physics and consciousness are connected in some way. Uh, and here's the thing. They might be, but not in the way that that movie is is, is promoting. Um, there might be a field of consciousness, but it would only explain the physical properties of consciousness. It wouldn't explain anything about the solar spirit or anything like that. Now, this film was directed by William Arnst, uh, Betsy Chase, and Mark Vicente, all, all of whom were students at Ramtha's School of Enlightenment, which was established in 1988 by Jay-Z Knight, uh, who claims to channel a 35,000-year-old being named Ramtha, the Enlightened One. So the school, whose teachings are based on these channeling sessions, was first called the American Gnostic School. So you see where the influence of this movie was. The, the film was picked up by a major distributor and grossed over $10 million. It was later criticized for both misrepresenting science and containing pseudoscience. Several of the, the so-called scientists interviewed in the film went on record to say that they're... Well, well some, of, some of the so-called scientists you find out at the end of the film aren't even scientists. You find out they're yoga instructors and stuff. But some of the real scientists um, that, that were interviewed in the film, they went on record later to say that their quotes had been taken out of context. So some of the ideas put forth in this film include the universe is constructed from thoughts and ideas rather than matter, personal beliefs about who one is and what is real are a direct cause of one's own subjective interpretation of reality. It says that it teaches that we have the ability to create our own reality. Objective reality is an illusion. Uh, meditation can reduce violent crime rates. Consciousness is the ground of all being. People can travel backward in time. Water molecules can be influenced by thought. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that you got to really watch out for. Um, and I know it, it, we always see this meme get shared around on Facebook about how there's a Japanese scientist and he tested water molecules and he threw hateful thoughts at one and good thoughts on another and they're different. Um, what I would love to see 
is, and it should be easy to do, <clears throat> a modern documentable uh, um, redo of, of that experiment. I, I would anybody anybody should be able to do this. Uh, anybody at home? I mean, you you can get uh, a, a microscope that can that can look look at water really 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 closely. Anybody should be able to do this. But I would I would love to see that. And then, even if that is true, let's say that all checks out. It might. I don't know. But let's say it does. Let's say it all checks out. Yeah, if you throw hateful thoughts at uh, one water molecule, it'll, you know, it'll look different than another. You know, it's funny in those pictures. The, the pictures don't ever look like molecules. Anyway, um, but let, let's, let's say that's all true. What, what does it mean? Does it really mean that we create our own reality? Is, is that the takeaway? Or does it mean that our thoughts may, on a very small, small scale, affect a molecule in a slightly different way that could never have a, a, a large macro real-world effect of any kind, really. We don't really know what thoughts are. If consciousness is, um, at least the physical part of consciousness, is uh, a, a, an interaction with... with um, uh, these hypothetical particles called corticons that would be in your in your brain and a cortical field. Um, there there could be some kind of rippling of that field that extends out past our brain, maybe, uh, and that could have an effect on quantum particles or maybe even bigger ones such as atoms or molecules. But there's nothing spiritual about that. It would just be a physical interaction and a very small one, uh, very very small. That doesn't mean that your negative thoughts are going to necessarily give your neighbor cancer. You know, it, it doesn't mean anything like that. It wouldn't have that big of a real-world effect. If it did, you'd be able to see it, for one. There, there would be some visible sign, because that would be a large amount of energy. There would be some physical sign, and, and there's not. So what do we do with that? Well, we either decide to reinterpret the science, because wouldn't it be more exciting if I actually did have all this power? And so... Uh, so I'm just going to ignore the science and I'm going to believe that I'm a superhero. Or are we just going to accept the science? Are we just going to accept the physical world that we live in and say that, you know what, God made it this way for a reason. Um, I can't affect things with my mind and that's okay. <laughs> you know, that's okay because I serve a God that's bigger than all that anyway. So this film uh, was um, highly, highly accepted and praised in the New Age movement. It's been described as, quote, a kind of New Age answer of the Passion of the Christ and other films that adhere to traditional religious teachings, end quote. Uh, it's also regarded as an uh, offering, as offering spiritual alternatives characteristics of New Age theology, which include critiques of traditional religions, such as Judaism and Christianity, in favor of what are, or what are considered universally recognized and accepted moral values by New Age believers. However, back here in the real world, scientists have been highly critical of what the bleep do we know. So in her book, Knocking on Heaven's Door, which is an excellent book, uh, you, you sh if, if you're interested in... Um, Quantum physics, uh, Lisa Randall has a few really good books out there that you should check out. Uh, but physicist Lisa Randall refers to the film as, quote, the bane of scientists, end quote. Uh, in, in a letter published in Physics Today, the authors write, quote, the movie illustrates the uncertainty principle with a bouncing basketball being in several places at once. There's nothing wrong with that. It's recognized as pedag pedagogical exaggeration. 
but the movie gradually moves to quantum insights that lead a woman to toss away her antidepressant medication to the quantum channeling of Ramtha, the 35,000-year-old Lemurian warrior, and on to even greater nonsense, end quote. So the letter went on to say that, uh, quote, most lay people cannot tell where the quantum physics end and the quantum nonsense begins, and many are susceptible to being misguided, end quote. Um, also, quote, a physics student may be unable to convincingly confront unjustified ex extrapolations of quantum mechanics, end quote. And that's a shortcoming that the authors attribute to the current teachings of quantum mechanics in which, quote, we, tactily, we, we tacitly deny the, mis the mysteries physics has uh, encountered, end quote. Now, Regarding the film, Richard Dawkins is quoted as saying, quote, the authors seem undecided whether their theme is quantum theory or consciousness. Both are indeed mysterious, and their genuine mystery needs none of the hype with which this film relentlessly and noisily uh, belabors us, end quote. He concluded that the film is, quote, tosh, end quote, which I guess in wherever Richard Dawkins is from means like garbage. Um, Britain, England, something like that. Um, Normally, I would never quote Richard Dawkins in a, in a, for, a, for a positive thing like that, but that's one of the few things that I, I agree with him on. He's absolutely dead-on correct uh, there in his analysis of what the bleep we, do we know. Um, Professor Clive Treated wrote, quote, uh, Thinking on neurology and addiction are covered in some detail, but unfortunately early references in the film to quantum physics are not followed through, leading to a confused message, end quote. Simon Singh called the film's contents pseudoscience and said the idea that, quote, if observing water changes its molecular structure and if we are 90% water, then by observing ourselves, we can change at a fundamental level via the laws of quantum physics, was ridiculous balderdash, end quote. Uh, even the American Chemical Society's uh, review states that the film is a pseudoscientific docudrama. Professor of Theoretical Physics at Imperial College, uh, Waho Magwawo, I'm going to butcher that name. Uh, professor of Theoretical Physics at Imperial College said that the uh, film deliberately misquotes science. So why do we have all of this scientific backlash? Why, why did we um, just go through all those quotes? Because this is a deliberate misrepresentation of science. This is done in order to promote a belief system that science does not support. By the way, like I mentioned before, sometimes Christians are tempted to do the same thing, and we can't do that. Um, we have to let science be science, and we have to let our beliefs be our beliefs. And they do actually connect. Uh, one does support the other in a very real way, but we don't have to make up those supports. We just have to discover what they are. Because there's a creator of a spiritual world, and that same creator created the physical world. And they likely run by different laws, right? I mean, we, I don't know what the laws of spiritual reality are. You, you know, I mean, of course, we know, like, morally how we're supposed to act. We know how we are reconciled to God. You know, those kinds of laws we know. But, I mean, I'm talking about, like, just in the way things work. But again, that's a that's a natural materialistic way of thinking. That's a scientific way of thinking, and I, I don't know if that necessarily applies to the spiritual world at all. You know, we just don't know. But New Age does this in order to support this belief system, and those who make such claims in New Age circles, minus a, a few theoretical phil, uh, physicists whose ideas are opposed by almost all of academia, they 
excuse me, they lack the necessary training to even know in a thorough way what is being talked about. And the ones who have the training lack the philosophical skill to make interpretations. So New Age practitioners lack both. If the New Age theological arguments were logical enough on their own, the twisting of science such as this would never need to take place. Uh, so, for example, uh, go go and watch Into the Multiverse or read my books. I don't I don't have to twist science to to make it fit with the Bible. You know, there's some speculations and some possibilities. You know, like uh, for example, when I read the first chapter of Ezekiel, to me that looks like extra dimensional unfolding, and I've written about that and I've talked about it. But I could be wrong on that. It might it might not be that at all. You know, I could be way off, and I definitely don't need it to be that to support the Bible or to support my belief system or to promote my belief system to somebody else. I would never lead with that. You know, to me, it's just an interesting what if. It's an interesting maybe. Um, but, but uh, again, sometimes Christians will take the quantum physics stuff too far and try to use it to to, to support that Christianity must be true because of quantum physics. New Age practitioners do that. And, and we... we we shouldn't be doing that, you, you know. Um, we can show how the how there are some commonalities, there are some possible connections, you, you know. Um, I mean, the Bible does say that God made things visible out of the invisible, or, or that's a peck paraphrase. Um, it's not worded exactly like that, but that's kind of the idea. Uh, is that talking about quantum fields? I don't know. You know, it could just mean that. God is invisible and he created the physical world. You know, it could just be as simple as that. So we don't need to redefine the Bible to make it fit into quantum physics just to get to, just to get people to believe in Christianity. The only thing we need to show is that they don't conflict, really. Uh, if somebody, because we do live in a scientific, materialistic kind of world, if somebody is like, well, I, I, don't, I just don't know about God, doesn't that conflict with science? All we need to do is show, no, actually, it doesn't conflict at all. You know, these... Uh, these may or may not connect, but they, they definitely don't conflict, and here's several reasons why. So we can do that. Um, so, we, we don't, so we don't want to invent these connections the way that New Age practitioners do, because this actually exposes how weak and flimsy New Age theology is. New Age does not have science on its side. Uh, it only has these strange twistings and subjective interpretations of scientific facts, um, now, of course, the effort to distort mainstream science into a belief system in order to fool the unknowing public is nothing new, uh, and we're going to get into that next. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Blavatsky and her interpreting evolution into Eastern avatars from her book Isis Unveiled. And it really goes to show how science has been misappropriated to promote some pretty wild claims. And again, the reason that we're doing this is to, so you as Christians can be aware of, of these attacks uh, from seemingly very nice people uh, that will be very friendly to you to your face, and um, so that. But that's that's how they get you, you know. You, and and a lot of them that do this don't even really know how bad it is anyway. So we we have to be wise. We have to be aware of these things that are being taught. Uh, so we're gonna get into we're gonna get into all that, and we will do that right after this.
Dr. Ken Johnson and I, if, uh, if those of you out there are familiar with Dr. Ken Johnson, he's been a guest on before. We're going to have him back on again to talk about this calendar. But um, he has a website called dsscalendar.org, and it's basically an online version of the Dead Sea Scroll calendar, which is a great resource. It's for free. Anybody can use it. But it does also mean that you have to – it's not an app. It's a website. So you have to pull out your phone every time you want to look at it and, and scroll around and look for things. So I reached out to Ken and I said, hey, what would you think about us uh, kind of like going into business together? But what, what would you say about producing a print calendar? Because I, I know how to do that. He already designed the calendar, so the hard work's done. I know how to get it into print and get it out to people. What, what do you say? And he was all for it. He was excited about it. So Ken and I worked together and produced the ancient Dead Sea Scroll calendar in print form. And this is for this year. Uh, and it, it's it's absolutely beautifully uh, printed. There are eight different styles, eight different uh, versions of this calendar that people can get if they want to. But basically what you have is, I don't know if people can see that, but you have the Dead Sea Scroll uh, calendar on the top with all the feast days and everything. And then on the bottom, you have the normal, just American regular kind of calendar. Even, uh, even if you, if you get the square one, the square style, you even get like pictures for St. Patrick's day and the holidays and stuff like that. Uh, so that is for this year. It starts in March. So don't think, well, it's four months into the year by now. There's no point in getting one. The Dead Sea Scroll calendar starts in March. So it's a great time to pick one up. But as I said, we also have uh, several other options. We have three different poster versions, which are just, you know, they're just posters. Uh, we have three different versions of that. We have um, a desk calendar style. Uh, so, you know, th this is like if you if you have a family member or a friend or something that has a desk job or something, this is, this is a great gift. Uh, and then we also have this little CD case version, which is, I thought this was a uh, pretty innovative and cool, but it just opens like a CD, but you can stand it on your desk like that. And then it's, uh, you just have cards. They, they come out as cards. There's, uh, the calendar on one side, and then there's, uh, the American holidays on the, on the back side, and you just set it on your, on your desk or wherever like that. So if people want that, there is a link in the description below. And by the time this episode airs, we should have uh, the link right at dailyrenegade.com. So if you go to dailyrenegade.com right now, you should, if I'm timing this out right, you should see a graphic right on the page on the login screen. You don't have to be a member to take advantage of this, but uh, it'll, uh, we'll put it right on the login screen. DailyRenegade.com. You'll see a graphic there. You can click on that, pick your calendar, and uh, we'll we'll keep doing this every year. Or you can go to Dr. Ken Johnson's website, BibleFacts.org, or DSScalendar.org, and you can see the same graphic there and get it there. Either way, it takes you to the same place, and uh, your purchase of a calendar goes both to help support Ken's ministry and Daily Renegade. So uh, if you already know that you love us both and you want a calendar, that's the place to go. Uh, okay, so we are going to take a break and we're going to pick this back up in the members only section. If you haven't had a chance yet, again, please go to dailyrenegade.com and get a membership today. If you get a monthly or yearly membership, you'll have full access uh, to my newest film dealing with how Christians should look at the UFO disclosure movement that's been opening up more and more in our government today. It seems like every day now we're getting new uh, news headlines on how the government is admitting to more and more and more. 
Well, how are we as Christians to respond to that? And what is this connection between UFO disclosure events and major events in Israel's uh, history and geopolitics in the Middle East? Because things are heating up there, too. And these two seemingly different things uh, converge somehow. So the film gets into all that. Um, and it, it, I'm in it. Derek Gilbert is in it. Uh, we have uh, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis, uh, Steve Ciccolani, uh, Pastor Steve, if you guys uh, know him from, from YouTube and other various places. My wife, Christina, is in it. So it's a great lineup. It's also narrated by Zachary Lautitas. If you're familiar with that show, Prison Break, he was in that. He's been in a couple other movies and stuff since then. But he actually got me and Derek's book, The Day the Earth Stands Still, which is what this film is based on. Uh, he got a hold of that about a year ago, and uh, it, it really inspired him to reach out to me and Derek and then do some research uh, on his own. So we're going to be having him on the show sometime soon because he's got some amazing insights, uh, especially just being connected with Hollywood and seeing what's going on there. This is a truly historic moment. It will be known as the Abraham Accord. Ever since the news broke of the peace agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, many Christians have been wondering what it all means. Is it significant? Is it momentous and historic? Or could it even be prophetic? Most importantly, after this, what comes next? Everybody said this would be impossible. That film, What Comes Next, it is only available for paying members, but if you want a free trial, there are still some free things for you. Uh, most specifically, we have a free episode of The Sharpening Report right now with financial expert and Christian Terry Saka right on the front page of DailyRenegade.com, which explains the financial crisis that we're in now and how we as Christians can safely protect our assets with an actual Christian company. This company is amazing. It's basically a ministry effort for us Christians, and it's done through precious metals. So you can go there uh, or just go to Cornerstone Assets in the link in the description below and request more uh, information. I have some silver myself, and I believe that every Christian should absolutely be doing this instead of trusting satanic organizations and doomed-to-fail currency options such as fiat and the banks and all, all of that with, you, with your resources uh, and what you leave behind for your family. At least with Cornerstone, you're um, working with Christians. You, you, know, you have to protect yourself, your family, your assets, and Cornerstone is the only Christian company that I trust with something so important and vital. So check it out. Uh, more information at dailyrenegade.com. Go ahead and watch that episode of The Sharpening Report. It's free for everybody and get the information. All right, everybody, if uh, if you haven't had a chance, head on over to dailyrenegade.com and get a membership for the rest of this episode and so much more. Members, hang on the line. Everyone else viewing for free on YouTube and elsewhere, we'll see you at dailyrenegade.com. Take care and God bless.